First and foremost, again, that was the one and only Miss Esther Perel. Hey. Uh, I consider her the Michael Jordan of marital therapy. You know that the hey. roommates had an interview with her. They did. Anyway, so the... And I'm messing wow. With you. I'm messing shade. with you. I'm messing shade. with them. What was interesting about that, though... The sun's over there, but the that, shade though, is in here. Let me just say a, a line, just in case, because if it's, this is an aspiration of yours, he said he had to email her 82 times to get the interview. Yeah, I'm not even nearly close to being ready to interview Mr. Okay. Perel. Well, yeah, so I might it's, need 82 months before I'm, I'm ready for her. But... um. Yeah, so basically what I took away from this clip. <laughs> what you got? Left? You just got a sunny talking about Esther Perel. <laughs> oh, She's yeah. Good, uh, no, that, that's, I get it. I get that's it. the OG in it all. So I'll never be ready to interview Esther Perel. <laughs> no, hell no. I don't think so. So, Esther Perel. You're ready, JD. I believe in uh, you. All right, goddamn. You're ready for Esther. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, come on, man. So, um, what I took away from this was again. Don't I give you that rush? Keep that loving raw. Don't need no candlelight. Cause you feel like the morning sun. There ain't no end in sight. Put that shit on my life. This ain't no fantasy. Be living on the edge tonight. I told her, lay down. We can make a movie now. This ain't audition. You tripping over your lines now. I flip the script. I'll be flipping you on your side now. I got a rolling your rollers to take the time now. I got you dripping in a Tesla. You fucking up all the leather. Just checked, I got a checker. We fucking it up together. Don't lie. Don't I, don't I, don't I, don't I. I can't help but flex it all. I can't wait to break it all. I'm the only one to make you feel like you can have it all. Don't lie. Welcome back to another episode of Enjoy the Podcast. The show where our opinions are just as strong as our hairline. We're bringing you in. Locker room of the male mindset. To my far right, Swing. your camera left, Mr. Lovely Los. To his left, middle camera you, Mr. Jerry Brady. I'm JD. Oh, come on, give yourself a little something. Oh, <clears throat> well, JD's gems, there you go. as they may say. <laughs> now, now, rise going. <laughs> the wave. Now, now that she's not here, Bob, she's everything, like, everything, turning up. <laughs> um. <clears throat> okay, so today's topic mm. is why is dating so hard? Fuck, it's so hard. Mm. Why is dating so hard, or is it hard? We'll get into that. Mm. Special guest, one of Enjoy the Podcast's very own, one of the originators, the sexiest guest we've had. Hey. Michelle Booty is yeah. joining the podcast with yes. us to talk about dating and all her expertise. Yep. yep. So uh, before we get into that, let's get into the poll. Yes. Uh, pleasant surprise today. We're in deep. A pleasant surprise today. So we took a poll in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Are you special? Yes, we did. Okay. And we have a new winner. Yes, we do. You lost. Interesting. <laughs> well, if you lost, then I definitely didn't win because you and I basically said the same thing. Well, well you Los, did a landslide win. What? You no. won by landslide. a landslide. 49% Mr. Lovely Los. Landslide. 31% Mr. Jared Brady. Yes. 20% your boy. Yes. Interesting. I guess they weren't feeling it. Interesting. Interesting. So that brings us to our current score. Your boy is three. Yes. Jared, two. Hey. Los, two. Hey. Welcome now, here's the thing. 
We got we got three left. We do. It's anybody's race. It's a tight it's, race. It's in there. It's we a tight the race, boy. Dark horse coming from behind, Ooh. baby. Playing. We we in there. Running y'all down. Hey. Running y'all down. Coming in close. Coming in hot. Okay, all right. Yeah, you back in the game. You excited now? Uh, yeah. No? It's still just a popularity contest week to week. It, they, it's really not a popularity contest. It's an opinion contest. And here's the thing. JD has the advantage over us. Hmm. Because... Uh, usually, you and I are pretty similar in oh. in the way that we think, hmm. right? So our votes get split. Oh, into yeah. two. interesting. So someone who would align with what we think that's true. Is either well, well, that's why I then guess it's why a popularity. I say that's why it comes with popularity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, which one of us do you like? Yeah, more? yeah. And yeah. then it gets split into the yeah. into the mood, and then JD usually will have like a different stance than us. So if you fuck with JD, he's collecting all of those. Or if you don't mm-hmm. fuck with. What, you, what you guys are yeah, saying. Yeah, and you're <laughs> just like, fuck it, I'm yeah, going to JD's yeah, yeah. side. <laughs> so, or you're selecting D. Right, yeah. Well, well, shout out. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah y'all suck. Yeah. Keeps people Christ. selecting D. Yeah. Maybe that's well, why shout out to, to, as Martha said it, the Hive came through. Shout out to the yes, Hive. Yes, they Appreciate y'all, yeah, man. Pull up for me. Pull up and, for your boy. Uh, just now, vote for me, even if you don't agree with me. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the shit show. Yeah. Oh man, I actually don't have anything oh. for the shit show. I wow, I I'll tell did. you what we can do though. We can pull it up right now. I'm quick, baby. <laughs> I we did. It don't take me long. It takes him seven seconds. Take me yeah. about fifteen seconds <laughs> to get this thing up and see which one of y'all are yelling at me. Let's see what we got. We'll pause that and we will just run through some comments. Yeah, real let's go. Quick. Go to the top, guys. Let's see. Oh yeah, just do the top comments, yeah. right? All yeah. right, top comments coming up. Hot coming in. Hot. Kevin Andreas, most of these debates revolve around semantics and each person's own definition, interpretation of the word. Most of the time, they're all saying the same point, just in their own ways. I feel like they just go around in circles trying to define words. I disagree. I agree with that. I agree <laughs> so much. I disagree because in this... this Sometimes. We're, we're literally talking about the definition. You, we, mm. Webster, how yeah. is that semantics? We're talking about Webster. It was semantics because after... It, go I agree with the... We, we, sometimes we go in circles. Yes. Sometimes yeah. we do go in circles. We yeah, get yeah. caught in a loop. Um, that's true. But, I mean, at the same time, hey, these are fun conversations to have. So To me, I see it more or less like how people interpret the world rather than, like, semantics. Because for me, it's like, mm. it's it, it was such an interesting conversation. Yeah. I found it so revealing for, mm. for to whoever, whatever side that they were yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's one side where there, there's such a need to be motivated by thinking that you're uh, special. There's mm-hmm. such a need to feel good in that, in that, in that sentiment. And if yeah. anybody had anything against saying that or mm-hmm. saying, no, you're not special, it was offensive to them. Yeah. And so it's like, yo, if you're special, you know you're special. You ain't got no matter what I think about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just found it very interesting. And then if you were on the lines of like, nah, nobody, you know, I don't think, I don't think I'm special. I'm not this. Mm-hmm. People were upset yeah. that this person didn't think that they were special. That was me. Mm-hmm. They were so fired up about it. Like, yeah. you don't believe in yourself. You don't. And it was, it's so, it's, it's, it's yeah. so uh, fascinating to yeah. me that it's like this, the, the two worlds are split. Same. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I look. You see it as semantics. I see it as just super, super fascinating. Well, I think, like Lo said, sometimes we can run in circles. Yeah. And I think we a lot of times, especially we're saying the same thing. It's just it's just different either delivery or tone, or we switch up a word or two, and it's like we we can get stuck on some stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and <clears throat> watching that back, I don't think that we were saying the same thing. 
I don't think in that yeah. episode we weren't. Yeah, <laughs> we were, I don't think we're saying the same yeah. thing. I think mm. that we were on two different sides right. in the way that we uh, internalize yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, here we go. Moving on. Mm. Oh, here's a doozy. Whoo, boy. Somebody took me to the woodshed on this one. <clears throat> when it comes to Los and his comments on women, all he's given the audience is toxicity and misogyny. If he has more to offer on the positive side, we are literally dying to hear about it. Is this the same person that knows two different people was saying oh. about your relationship with women last oh, time? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. It's probably somebody else. I think else. the ending of it is true. I think they're dying to hear more oh. of your personal life, which you're just not naturally that person to share your personal life. You'll share your opinions, but you're not going to share what you are going through right now. You'll wait till you get through it. And then oh, you'll talk well, about it. I mean, yes and no. I, I think I, I share my, my personal life sometimes. Okay. I don't, I don't, I mean, there's things that I keep to myself, but there's also things that I'm open about. Um, but I don't, yeah. If mm. I, but I don't think that's what they're saying. I think that they're literally saying that all I offer is toxicity mm. and misogyny, mm. and that if they have, if I have something that's not that to offer, then they'd like to have that as well. But mm. I also don't think that that's true. But mm. you know, you're allowed to have an opinion. All right. It doesn't mean it's right. Um, let's see. I agree with JD in that he himself and what he brings to his consulting business is special because most people in the world don't bring that level of insight and compassion. It's probably a, excuse me, it's probably a greater and better gift than most people have. Yeah. But in terms of a podcast, I agree with Jared and Los. Definitely unique, but you're only special by the definition given if the world in general claims you as such. Yep. But what about all the people that are actually special and have not been discovered? We can't go by numbers there. Why well, would say that they're not special if they haven't been discovered? <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you, Los. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows who you are. You're not special. <laughs> You're just another person. Because that's the thing. I think people need to understand that talented <laughs> It's special or two different two things. Two completely different things. There's two different things. You could be talented. You could be a great singer. Mm-hmm. You could have an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great singers. There's, there's a, lot. a lot of amazing singers. Yeah, yeah, but special. <coughs> World recognized. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's different. All right, everybody. Right now, we're about to jump into the episode. We're really excited for this one. My beautiful wife, my mm. stunning, my sexy, my, my, mm. my uh, pride and joy, uh, my world. Is coming on the episode to give us knowledge. We're going to be talking about why is dating so hard? And we're going to give you guys some tips and some tricks on how to make that shit easy. All right, without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's going on, Patreon? Uh, we're doing an episode right now on... JD, take it away. We're, we're not really like doing the pot pot yet. We're just acknowledging yeah, the people. Yeah, I'm just trying to get your sound. Oh, am I sounding crazy? Oh, That's what you guys call them? What's going on Patreon? Like they're that's Patreon. Yeah, but like give him like a crew name. Like oh. what's going on? What should we call him? Patreon crew. It's the no Patreon crew. Um, <laughs> the enjoyers. Oh no, it's got to be something intimate. <laughs> like, Patreon crew people. PCP. What's um, up, PCP? You call this the bathhouse. No, the bathhouse. The bathhouse. What, what's the how's the what's the correlation? Bathhouse. It's a place that you come to get intimate with several people. Yeah. Oh, the brothel. Yeah, I was like, I think a brothel. Brothel. Ready? You ready, Shan? Yeah! Oh, wow. Light switch came on. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Enjoy the Podcast. We're here. We, we pull back the male mindset. 
We pull back the curtain on the male mindset and we bring you into the locker room, Shan. That's Ooh, a, that's a I new thought slogan. it was like a circumcision joke that you did. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a choppy. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. Pull back. Yeah, it was like a pull Dicks back. Dicks out swinging. Dicks yeah. out swinging. Yeah. It's a no, no foreskin zone. No, 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 no. no. <sighs> Are you guys all circumcised? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it I would be really weird if one of us wasn't. <laughs> you, didn't know. <laughs> yeah. you didn't know if Jared was circumcised <laughs> yes. or not? <laughs> I'm just like, no. Uh, um, thanks for joining. Oh, sorry. Special guest. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. It's, been, a, it's been an offensively long time. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's, it's been causing friction between Jared and I, which is why we're not sitting together. Oh. Well, uh, as someone wise once, once said, better late than never, but never late is better. I don't know how that applies. I've never but heard that. It doesn't yeah. work. Okay. I just uh, rolling here. Back like I never left. <laughs> Woo! Back up in this bit. Let's there go. It is. Yes. Um, okay, so today. Oh, can I just say that since I left, I now have a podcast too? Yes. Yes. I just want to yes. get that out there in the world for everybody who is an Enjoy fan. Each of you has been a guest on my podcast. Yes. And Los and I's episode is coming out this Wednesday. So oh, if you dope. enjoy enjoy the podcast, I think you will also enjoy Lovers and Friends, the podcast. You guys are absolutely insane. If you think Blue Balls is 10% of the Charlie horse, you're unqualified Can to we speak not on Blue Balls. You know, there is a, a medical Charlie look. horse is extremely painful. Have you ever seen that is agonizing? It is excruciating. It's like it's 10% of childbirth. Los. 10%. Low. I will die on that mountain. I will die on this hill. Lovers and friends. Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I say. Lovers and friends. Bop, bop. Yep. Well, we're having you on today because you are very well versed in this arena, which is dating. Yes. Is she? And the topic <laughs> and the discussion today will be why is dating so hard? Mm. Now, I know, J.D., that you were personally passionate about this topic. So I want to know why you felt. Because everybody here, I don't think, connects with that sentence personally. Well, let's find out. Uh, Los, do you think dating is hard? Mm, Not really. Jay? Um, I can understand why it's hard. I could see it. It's like it's one of those things where it might arguably be the most important thing that we do in our life. You know, finding a significant other, a, a person for a long time uh, mm-hmm. experience. Uh, so I could see that being a very anxiety driven decision and it could make it second guessing and mm. all those type of things. So I can understand why it's hard. It personally wasn't hard, but I can understand. And Shen, you don't think it's hard? It was hard until I turned 30 and oh. then it became really, really fantastic. Mm. Can, you, can you unpack that? I think previously to 30, there was a lot of work that I hadn't done both. Like, I believe that this is a difficult area because there's a mix of problems with the environment, problems with the society and the perceptions and messages around dating and intimacy of society, and then problems with the individual person. So when I was 30, I changed environments. I moved to Los Angeles, which was actually a better market for me. Mm -hmm. And then I had also done a lot of work on myself personally to shift things. And then I addressed some of the messaging from society that wasn't actually useful for me. And then I created a new value system around intimacy. Boom. Well, well, thanks for uh, (laughs) joining us today. (laughs) Wow. Well said. Um, My take on why I think dating is hard is um, in in short, everyone's afraid to commit. Um, Everyone is very selfish out here. 
Uh, and define out here in these streets or in these local streets? Out here. Out here, out here or uh, yeah. out here? Mm, both. <laughs> I just think it's it's just hard right now to date. I don't care mm. where you are, out here, in there, both. Even uh, in Idaho? I think in Idaho, yes. Even in? Iowa. Iowa? Arkansas. It's hard? I think so. Okay. I think so. Because, no, I mean, you can be in Idaho and still not want to commit, just like someone in L.A. Mm. Mm. But yeah. I also think, too, in Idaho, it may not be a feeling of, like, the grass is greener because there's not a lot of yeah. grass out there. No. I think you probably still feel that way. Mm. I think <laughs> whether there's a lot of grass or not a lot of grass, you're still going to look at the other grass yeah. and be like, that grass looks pretty nice. And yeah. the Internet gives a perception of yes. unlimited grass. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Due to social media nowadays and what is just everything is at our fingertips, why would you need to commit in a lot mm. of people's mind? Um, Do you so, think the pandemic did more damage than help? Actually, I, opposite. I think it actually really benefited the dating world. Mm. I think the pandemic mm. really made people look inward for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all were forced to hit the same pause button on yeah, our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, what am I doing in my life? Where am I in my life? And what's my love life looking like? E- even if you're in a relationship, it was like, can, how can it be better? Or where mm. can I improve or vice versa? Mm. So I think it was that hard look in the mirror for a lot of people. Now, for the ones who maybe disagree with that, it's like, well, I couldn't go on dates. I couldn't physically go out and date. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at someone with a mask on. Like, it's, it could be challenging. Um, but at the end, I, I personally feel like it was it was better. Yeah, I think it made people have to communicate more effectively. Yeah. yeah and it, it removed, um, like, I mean, for me, like, I wasn't, if I'm not able to have sex with somebody, then that's like, you know, I can't physically be there with you to have sex with you. So now I'm not even thinking about that. I feel yeah. like you were having sex the whole pandemic. Though. I wasn't. Really? Not the whole pandemic. No. I was I was scared at first like everybody else. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And even like then, it took a while until I ventured back out. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't, dang, We did say dicks out swinging, so. They weren't out swinging then. (laughs) It was dicks up. Well, you know what, actually, that's the truth, because we all went out for dinner once, so so by that time, things had probably eased up, and that's when Mm -hmm. I was shocked to find that you still had a robust sexual life. Happy for you, because I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a great thing to still, because I think that's kind of the mix, too, that. Well, I had one person at that point that I had slept with during Mm -hmm. the, the pandemic stretch, but I just kept it, you know, with that one person i was like all right this works you're not going anywhere i'm not going anywhere cool we can we can make this work but if i was you know dating around well, not dating but if i was talking to somebody at that point like early on i couldn't go see them i had to actually like talk to them and that you know get to know them and not be a horny bastard for the first you know five yeah. minutes i was talking to them so i think it, it forced people to actually talk to each other for once and not be caught up in other things and actually get to know each other mm-hmm yeah, it slowed the pace down, which is positive yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. But then there was a sex recession that was happening in 2017. There was an article that came out that really? was like, hmm. we are in the sex recession. That there was all this scare about millennials or the hookup culture and like they're all over yeah. the place. They're fucking everybody. But they're not, are they? And then it switched rapidly to yeah. they're having less sex than their grandparents right, did. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like the sex devastation. So there was a stat yeah. that I wanted Jared to make oh, an episode wow. about with you guys because I thought it's so fascinating for, for men to talk to women about this but one in five single women in america have not had sex in the past two years yeah wow and one in ten hasn't had sex in the past five years yeah whoa 
So long time. time. Yeah. yeah. And no, when we yeah. think about the positive benefits of connecting with someone else, th- that is a little sad. But when mm-hmm. we think about the fact that a lot of connections are not fulfilling mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. cheap and they actually don't represent what intimacy is supposed to do for somebody, mm-hmm. it is a positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Shen, your book, Game of Desire, was based on dating for, yes. for a, a large part of it. What made you, what prompted you to, to write that? It was kind of like just listening to people and hear, and also my own experiences. So I wrote my first book in 2009 and that was called Laid. And it was basically like, hey, like here's what's really going on with sex. Mm-hmm. And that's because I had a super shitty teen sex life. And I just needed to hear other people's stories so that I could feel like I wasn't alone and two, that I could learn from my peers. Mm-hmm. And so then 10 years later, The Game of Desire came out and that was really because the same thing happened for me with dating. Mm-hmm. Like I was having great sex in my 20s, but terrible intimate connections. Mm-hmm. A terrible time dating and so when I 29 years old I really reclaimed that space and made big adjustments in my life where I lived mm-hmm. who I spoke to how I felt about myself how I felt about dating what I was willing to sacrifice what I was willing to work on mm-hmm. and that made such a huge difference in my world I met Jared at 30 hey. years old mm-hmm. um, made the hugest difference in my world so I was like I want to take all this information just like I did in 2009 for laid and give it to other people so that they can also take control and I was mm-hmm. tired of hearing one, women who were getting the short end of the stick in dating, mm-hmm. but two, who felt really helpless yeah. about it. Yeah. And there's a mix of two things that has to happen because it's, to me, a little gaslighting if you're like, it's you, like you can work on yourself. Mm-hmm. We do have to acknowledge that there is literally a deficit of single available men mm-hmm. um, who would be compatible with a lot of women who are single and available today. Mm. And there's a book that's called Datanomics by Daniel Berger where he talks about this, where he's like, for every one woman, for every one man who is universally educated and you know in a position to be a culpable adult, there's mm. three women, which mm. means that there's so much competition And then Mm. he was saying that in a city like New York City, in addition to the fact that it's hard to find a man who's on your level in terms of career, 12 to 15 percent of men in big cities are gay. So Mm. you've got the incarceration issue, you've got homosexuality, and then you've got a lack of men who are getting, you know, educated on secondary education, which Mm -hmm. we all know that there's no guarantee in life for financial stability, but education is like your sure shot. So Mm. you can't say that like, oh, it's just in your head. It's all you. The market is shit. Like Mm -hmm. we have to, and you made a great point of that. Like it's really is difficult, but now that we acknowledge that now, what most people are going to struggle with dating. What can you do to ensure that you're not part of the most? Yeah, mm. that go- golden penis syndrome. Yes. Mm. Gets, gets rough out there for college students. Break down the golden penis yeah, syndrome. Yeah, I was going to say, what's, what's the golden what penis Shan syndrome? was talking about, it was um, at, at college, there is a way, an influx of women that are getting educated, and there's a, a smaller amount of men. So the mm-hmm. competition for this guy is high. Mm-hmm. And he gets this false, I don't want to say false, but he is, he gets this idea that he has options, a lot of yeah, options. Yeah. And then he goes out to the real world and he doesn't know how to commit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's just a, it's a situation where the, when there's more women than men mm-hmm. and men control relationships, it damages the, the result of healthy sure. relationships, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm learning, I'm processing as we go. I, I actually pulled a clip that I wanted to play and just wanted to... Oh. Can we go on? Before we move on, sure. Los, do you feel like you benefit from golden penis syndrome as a I, man? It's interesting because that's what I was just thinking about right now. I was like, <coughs> yeah, I, I definitely benefit from the lack of uh, competition, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah. 
how do you feel that? Like, how does that mm. truth show up in your life? I don't think I understand the question. What do you mean? How does that truth show up in my like, life? Like, does that mean that you're like, yo, there's five bad women who are all competing for me? And oh, well, oh, okay. No. So if anything, it's like, uh, like both of y'all just said, what it manifests as is um, a hesitancy, hesitancy to commit to one mm-hmm. um, because I know that there are options. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, it does, I get that Netflix syndrome where it's like, yeah, she's dope, but I, you know, I met this girl mm-hmm. the other week. She seems yeah. dope too. So yeah, it can be, I, I, that's why for me, I don't think dating's hard because of what I'm looking for out of day. I'm dating for fun. I'm not dating for, for a wife. So because of that, it's not a hard thing. If I was dating for like long term, if I was looking for a wife right now, it would be hard because of that in particular, because I would have problems, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to commit to this person and not get antsy feet the next time I see, you know, a cute smile walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Do you think, do you think the reason why you're dating for fun is because options keep rolling in? Um, maybe that could be part of it. I know for a while it was just because I had been in a situation that wasn't fun <laughs> for uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out of that, I was like, I'm I'm just I'm gonna do my thing. I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and commit to one person again. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna drag myself through that shit. And that was about I guess two and a half three years ago. So probably for the first year, I'd say it was just a conscious decision of that being why I was mm-hmm. dating for fun because I didn't want to relive that <clears> experience. <throat> and then we had the pandemic, so that kind of you know eliminated the fun part of dating for a couple months at least. Mm-hmm. And now we're back at it you know, back out in the world and whatnot, I'd say that that does play a part, um, the, the, you know, constant options. Yeah. See, I think that's important to reference is reference point. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the reason why it's a struggle for some people too, is what was their last experience? Like mm-hmm. my last experience in a relationship was the worst I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Right. Very seriously contemplated just being single for life. I'm like, at least I have a daughter, you know, I've, I've been there, tried, at least I can say I tried, you know, mm-hmm. and it was reference point that was scarred for, for a lot of it. And it's, it's not fair, right. To, to the ones who could come in potentially and be different than our last. Right. But it's Mm. still based. It's that triggers there. That's that wound is still, you know, could still be fresh. Mm. It's Um, fascinating how men interpret that a lot. I was on a dating show and um, we were having a discussion with the men in the group about their lack of a better word, doggish ways. Mm. And one of the dudes brought up the classic story of I was the perfect boyfriend for one girl. And she broke my heart and Mm. she cheated on me. And ever since then, he's basically been taking out revenge on every other woman that he's met. I think it's, well, I don't, since I'm living it, let me just say, I don't think that I've, um, for one, I haven't been on a revenge tour, right? Like that hasn't been my motivation. I don't, I don't play with people's like feelings. I don't mislead or anything like that. I'm very upfront and honest about where I'm at. So it's definitely not a, I was hurt. Let me hurt some people. Or I'm not even so much in the space of it hurt, so I'm now I'm afraid that every woman's gonna hurt me. I just don't care to put myself out there like that right now. I, I do think that in the future there's I'll probably want to do it again. Mm. And I'm not gonna stop myself when I get to that point and I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to actually commit to somebody now. Um, I'm not gonna be like, Well, it was that one time, you mm. better not do it. But right now I'm just like, you know what? That was exhausting. I don't wanna run that race again right now. But how long did it take you, Lois, to get to this point? To what do you mean? To, to feel to, like, like to kind of seal that wound, so to speak. Oh, um, I mean, it took probably a good, I'd say the first year I was just like, that yeah. was when I was actually like 
man, nah, that wasn't fun. Like mm -hmm. the next woman might do it too. But even yeah. at that point, it still wasn't a revenge thing where I was misleading or being deceitful or a dog for lack of better terms. Like yeah. I was still very upfront about where I was at with everything and where I wanted to go with the relationship and or the lack of it, so to speak. Yeah. And and luckily timing. Right. So if yeah. now if you met someone, let's say who if you, I met somebody amazing now, I'd be yeah. very open to it. Right. Yeah. And then, it, sure. you know, within that first year, you weren't, you know what I mean? You oh, no. Within that, the first so, year, I yeah. would have just been I, I would have made a conscious decision to not engage with this person yeah. because I would be able to tell, like, all right, this is something that's going to be serious or mm -hmm. deserve seriousness about it. So I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't even bother. I think it goes down to like you know a, a a theory that like do men handle heartbreak better than women, and I think like mm -hmm. naturally, kind of to your point of being like, oh well, when I got heartbroken, why would you use the term better? It sounds way worse. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting to. I think they don't. Yeah. And so I I think the you know when you got heartbroken, you wanted to be in a relationship that was healing. Mm -hmm. When men get heartbroken, we want to get as furthest away from that as possible mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. to clarify so I, I didn't want to be in a relationship that was healing because i didn't want to be in a relationship i knew that i had to heal and fun connections with cool people yeah. that reminded me of my best self and in reflection to partnership was the way that i wanted to do it and see i think in that sense we're saying the same thing just yeah. maybe in different ways because that's essentially where i was at it was like you know what this hurt me let me get away from it clear my head get some perspective have some fun in the meantime. Understand mm -hmm. that not everybody is like this. That you can actually just have fun with people, and that's what it'll be. They're not gonna use you, make you feel like you've gone further than you should have. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that we're kind of on the same page. Just maybe a different way of arriving there or thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. For me, when I got hurt, it wasn't like a a revenge tour, but it was definitely like I'm not getting in a relationship, mm -hmm. and I don't. I don't. And I didn't care what I had to do or say to get everything that I wanted out of a relationship without being in it. Yeah. Because I knew that mm -hmm. if this were to end with ever with it with any girl that I'm with, then I know that that was gonna be a situation where I wouldn't be hurt because I didn't expect anything out of it. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I think it's not necessarily a conscious decision, but the way that men internalize pain is different than the way women do. Kind of mm -hmm. you were just like, I just want good healthy connections. Mm -hmm. We were just kind of like, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want a relationship mm -hmm. because last time I was in that, I got hurt. So um, it's interesting. Do you think I, men... I, I was going to say, to your point, Jay, and then for your point, Shen, I, I just think we're not used to it. Yeah. Hmm. We're not used to getting hurt. We're usually the ones hurting mm. <laughs> other people. So I think when we, when we do have that rare time, it's like, I never want to feel this way again. Even though the risk and the reward is, is always going to be there, and, and obviously the reward would be worth the risk, it's just hard for us to take it. Yeah, and you guys probably don't watch TV shows where you see heartbreak modeled and you're not there yeah. for the conversations that family members have where they're talking about it because you're off playing with G.I. Joes or something. Yeah. So <laughs> we're more... There's more credit than that. Well, I mean, that's part I of mean, like the socialization of emotional though. intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Like, we aren't watching that type of stuff. We don't yeah. consume that. We, yeah. Yeah. we are, like... For lack of better term, we're watching, we're watching yeah, we're watching G.I. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so that's why when, when you're not used to having to either A, feel that, or then B, actually unpack that feeling, yeah. we just run from it forever kind of thing until that one person, which, which has a lot to do with timing, um, can bring out another form of that risk that doesn't seem as risky anymore. Okay, so I have a clip. It is per one of our favorites, I think, Shan. Miss Esther Perel. Oh, fancy. Very fancy. And, Esther uh, Perel. Esther Perel. Oh, I, uh, 
chopped it up a little bit, but it is based on dating today. Like to hear it? Uh, Here you go. Right? Intimacy used to be that you work the land together. And you deal with the vicissitudes of everyday life, and you water, you deal with the droughts, or the rains, or the, you know, this, the convivencia. It was really the sharing of daily life. Intimacy today is into me see. <laughs> and into me see means that what I'm sharing with you is not my herds. My diary is not material. My diary is my internal life. Mm. That's what I come to share with you. My aspirations, my anxieties, my worries, my wishes. And when I share them with you, I want to feel that you care about who I am, what I am, what's going on inside of me, because I'm a creature of meaning, and my sharing it with you is giving it a meaning. That's why we call it significant other. Mm. This whole notion of bringing oneself to someone to create that kind of intimate connection with one person with whom I'm going to momentarily transcend my existential aloneness. Why? Because I'm asking today from one person to give me what once an entire village used to provide. Because with you, I want to experience everything traditional relationships were about. Companionship, family life, economic support, and social status were probably the four major aspects of of committed relationships, of long-term relationships. I still want all of this, but I also want you to be my best friend and my trusted confidant, and my passionate lover, and my intellectual equal, and my co-parent, and the person who is going to help me become who I want to (laughs) be. It's the self-actualization model of marriage, as Eli Finkel calls it. You know, it's not just, it's on the Maslow ladder. It's no longer for survival. It's not even for belonging and meaning. It's for self-fulfillment and self-actualization. Because the slow model doesn't happen at 18. It happens at 28. And at 28, I've already worked on my identity. I've already defined myself. When you choose me, you choose me for, as a recognition of my authentic self. So every epic story knows the, the, the movement between home and journey. So this is home. But then we have the other side of us that wants change and novelty and mystery and the unknown and the unexpected and spontaneity and danger and risk. And we all have these two fundamental human needs, by the way. Men and women, everybody. But in this room, (coughs) every one of you, if you track down just in one moment your little history, you will realize that some of you came out of your childhood wanting more protection, more roots, more stability, more anchoring. And some of you came out of your childhood wanting more movement, more space, more freedom. And probably you partnered, at least on occasion, with people whose proclivities match your vulnerabilities. Whew, a whole ass word. A lot of words. You have to break it down because I'm, I'm lost. I got you. Because I was, I was a little I lost you. too. Um, first and foremost, again, that was the one and only Miss Esther Perel. Hey. Uh, I consider her the Michael Jordan of marital therapy. You know that the hey. roommates had an interview with her? They did. Anyway, so the and I'm messing wow, with you. I'm messing shade. with you. I'm messing shade. with that. What was interesting about that? The though, sun's over there, but the shade though. is in here. <laughs> Let me just say a line, just in case, because if it's, this is an aspiration of yours, he said he had to email her 82 times to get the interview. Yeah, I'm not even nearly close to being ready to interview okay. Mr. Perel. Well, yeah, so just I might it's, need 82 months before I'm, I'm ready for her. But um, 
Yeah, so basically what I took away from this clip. <laughs> what you got? You just got a Sunny talking about Esther Perel. <laughs> oh, She's yeah. Good, though. No, that, that's, I get it. I that's get it. the OG in it all. So I'll never be ready to interview Esther Perel. <laughs> no, hell no. I don't think so. So, Esther Perel. You're ready, JD. I believe in uh, you. All right, goddamn it. You're it. ready for Esther. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, come on, man. So, um, what I took away from this was again. Are you a bully in school? No, I just shot back. TTG, baby. Trying Nobody to go. shot at you just now, though. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's just instinctual. You got to take the shots. <laughs> no, you got to take. They're there to get shot. Okay, he was a bully. Good. I wasn't. No, no. I really wasn't a bully. I just no. cracked jokes. That's all. I was a bully, so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I switched. I, anyway, it's different episode, different Yeah, day. we're not there. I'm sorry, JD. Can we break okay. down with Esther Perel? I, I, I don't know me. what she said, so I need some help. Yeah. He's ready because he's able to yeah. break it down. That's how I know he's ready. I also felt like Derek Jackson's wife. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. Did you want to say something? <laughs> okay. Jesus. So the reason why um, I chopped this up was because back to what I was saying earlier in selfishness with dating, mm -hmm. right? A lot of it is we're too selfish to, I can't get a motherfucking <laughs> today. We, I can't get a word in today. <laughs> I'm going to take me and Esther and just go home. <laughs> Yo, hold on, Jay. I'm here. I'm Somebody give you the cup with the crack in I'm it there. Everybody good? Everybody good? <laughs> Um, okay, so the reason you, you yeah the, the, the selfishness yeah. and a lot of what she's saying is selfishly, our expectations are way off for what mm. we look for in a dating partner. When, when it comes to dating for a serious uh -huh. relationship, uh -huh. dating for a life partner, yeah. yeah, um, you know, to your point, Los, dating just to have fun is this yeah. is totally different. Well, when she's talking, I automatically assume she's yeah. talking life partner. She's not yeah. talking about like having a good time. Mm. Yeah. And I've often referenced to the. Unfortunately, a lot of people are asking and in ways demanding for their partner to be the whole village. Like mm -hmm. We've always heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. It takes a village to, you know, build a home, whatever the case is. But why doesn't it take a village to build a strong relationship? Mm. And I think it's because we're so codependent on our partners, knowingly or unknowingly, to be that village for us. And like she said to the tradition of, but I also want you to be my best friend. I also want you to be the person that I need you to be. And I also want you to be the person that... I need to be, <laughs> right, yeah. to, to help me bring that out. It's just unrealistic expectations. Um, the proclivity, I just, I looked up the definition because I had no idea what the hell that was. She mentioned it towards the end. Uh, proclivity is a tendency to choose or do something regularly. And towards the end of the clip, she said, I'm sure that your partner has just as much proclivity to match your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the tendency to choose to do something regularly. So someone is doing something as regular as you are when it comes to whether it's a flaw, it's a bad pattern, it's a trigger that you're trying to get out of. So it's a, it's an easy thing for us to put our finger on, like, this is what I don't like about them. This mm -hmm. is what I want you to change. And back to the expectations really quick, too. I think it's it's not fair for us to expect our partners to show up perfectly all the time. Mm. Or to show up the way we need them to show up all the time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those sayings, very layman's term, is I would never ask someone to do something that I'm not even willing to do. So selfishness, lack of expectation, the whole village thing. Um, I thought you thought this was a, a great clip. So in, in lame's term, layman's term mm -hmm. is um, basically us expecting too much out of a partner is making dating hard. Yes. And because we're not even willing to do what we're asking our partner to do for us. Mm. Hmm. We wouldn't do it for ourselves. We oftentimes don't do it for ourselves. And one of the things I was excited, Chen, you were coming on, um, I want to know your thoughts. I think we touched on it before about, I believe you're responsible for who and what you attract in your life. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? 
I believe that you are responsible for it, but your environment and the again like common value system of the society that you're in does also influence that mm-hmm. so we're not we're not like mangroves where we just get you know get our own nutrients and we survive by ourselves we are social animals and so mm-hmm. we are you can't you know find the most incredible uh, most aligned person if they don't live close to you right and unless you're willing to move for love so i believe that there's a mix of yeah it's you you're tr- you're responsible agree on that so you could you could take that sarcasm <laughs> smile off your face right now I, I would move for love i would move for love too yeah oh, oh. shan would but oh, you oh, won't move yeah move but, uh, for i love. would the same way that i move for a job yeah you know if i and i say this a lot to like the red pill community type mm. of dude where it's like this complaint about the modern woman mm. and like mm. to you that might feel like that's all that's available because you live in san francisco yeah right. and if you just yeah. picked your ass up Go and to moved to middle america you would find the kind of person who has a value sense that you have. So mm-hmm. if you're within a city that the predominant, like gay people, LGBTQ plus people have been doing this. Yeah. They migrate mm-hmm. to cities where yeah. their community that it makes is. Sense. And they move into to their community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> move. Yeah. And it's worth it. You know, it, yeah. this is a huge part of what dictates your happiness and what dictates your feelings about your legacy in life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, your legacy, because if you do decide to procreate with that person, be that, you know, biologically or by adoption Mm -hmm. this is going to be what you leave on the planet so it's a big ass decision it's hella worth moving forward Mm -hmm. 100 percent. so (laughs) b you're responsible for what you attract um you you said you agree with it i agree but i also think there's limitations yeah yeah. what do you guys think about that do you think you're responsible for who in this case for dating who you attract i don't think that you're responsible Mm. for who you attract but i think you're responsible for who you choose yeah okay yeah what do you think, Los? I, I agree with that 100%. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad you, you chose the word choose because I believe, too, you need to choose your consequences based mm. on your choices. Wait. Yep. So out. your consequences are based on the choices that you made. Yeah. Right? Even mm. if someone does wrong to you. Okay. Right? And, and listen, we're not talking like you happen to be near a drive-by shooting and you got clipped. We're not yeah. talking about that. We're just talking about if you're saying this person hurt me. This person's mm. not treating me the way I want to be treated. It's like, mm. well, you you chose this person. You chose mm. the 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 possibility of this being an outcome, of this yeah. being a consequence. Mm. Yeah. So it's taking ownership and also your choices, which again is why I think we're we are responsible for what we attract. And it's kind of shame on us for we're like, I, there's there's no good men out here. There's no good mm. women out mm. here, right? It's like, mm. well, you know, to Shan's point, you're not looking in the right places. But also, what is it about you that is repellent to mm. these same quote unquote people? So you okay? I'm, yeah. break, I'm just breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I have work for me to, to, work to, to digest. So, in in essence, what you're saying is that like if I have so many or failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship, at certain point, it's the person that I am attracting. Well, y- well no, well that, but I, I see your point. I, yeah. I I for some reason just went right now to well, you're the common denominator. You're the common denominator. Yeah. So, but it's again, it's why are you the common denominator? What are you putting out there? Yeah. To mm. attract that same person, that same end result in that relationship. Does it, but again, I I, I kind of go back to what Jared says as far as it's what you choose because I know women and men who attract both sides of the coin, right? They attract mm. the bad boy, or the bad girl, and they also attract the person who's got their shit together, yeah. went to college, has a good job, etc. But they choose to engage with the the more dangerous of the two, the it's bad boy, challenge. bad girl. Well, the, the, the challenge part aside, it's motivators yeah. too to why you would choose the person who is more yeah. aggressive. Why? Yeah. What are they? Well, because 
our biology is not caught up with our technology or our modern society. Yeah. So you have to think about like why, you know, why are men attracted to younger women? If mm -hmm. you like, if it's hard to apply that knowledge to this world, but if you think about like hundred years ago, exactly. the younger woman is going to give yes. you a kid more safely mm -hmm. than a woman that's 50 years old. And mm -hmm. the more aggressive guy is going to be able to go out and hunt for you and provide food for you okay. more than the guy that's doing yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that, that aside, like, I don't think uh, even like in today, you're not so much responsible within reason, but more so you're more responsible for what you choose and what you attract, I think, because you can attract a plethora mm -hmm. of options. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that yeah. it's the right one or the wrong one, but what you choose to engage with, yeah. to Jared's point, is what you have control over. So yeah. you really are, I would say, not as much responsible for what you attract, but 100% mm -hmm. responsible for what you choose to engage in. Because yeah. to, you know, to your point, um, as far as being personally responsible like that was my thing with the young lady i was involved with there was plenty of red flags that i chose to ignore mm -hmm. so it was on me to say you know what i i i did that mm -hmm. i had to you know i had to own the fact that when i moved this way and i thought that she should move a certain way she didn't mm -hmm. i chose to keep dealing with her i chose to keep engaging with her so that's on me yeah that i got hurt in the end like yeah. and i even like when, when well, we you chose when, your consequence yeah exactly i yeah. chose i chose my consequence but i didn't choose who i who um who was attracted to me or who i attracted mm -hmm. i chose to continue dealing with that person so therefore that's on me but yeah, yeah. can you unpack it a little bit on where you think why you think that people are responsible to what they attract hmm. I think <clears throat> energy and vibration is a real thing. Mm. So if I have a bad day and I show up to your house mm -hmm. and get ready to film, you'll be able to sense that. Mm -hmm. That may throw mm -hmm. you off. Mm -hmm. That may be like, oh, okay, well, let's, mm -hmm. let me just take it down a little bit. JD's mm -hmm. going through some or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that vibration energy is real. And when you show up, um, whether it's on your profile for nowadays Instagram or your dating app, whether you show up on a physical date, um, people can read that and they can mm -hmm. sense that. And so I think it's, it's my duty and responsibility and what's in my control is to, to channel that and to not only to be aware of it, but to actually move in a, in a direction of, I, I want to attract this. Mm. What can I do yeah. to bring mm. this person into my life? Mm. So I'm going to put out a different vibration and different energy. Yeah. That's what I mean by just the responsibility. But I also really believe in mm. control. It's in your control. So to Los's point, like I may be able to um, attract a bunch of different people, but who I decide to keep yeah. is my choice, mm -hmm. right? But I think you're keeping that person based on what you either haven't healed from or what you have healed from. Mm. It's like what Esther Perel was saying in that clip about how some people in their childhood, they grew up with, um, they, they grew up in a way where now as an adult, they want space, they want distance, they want yeah. calm, they want peace. And other people grew up, they want intimacy, they want connection, they want closeness, mm. right? So depending on where you are healing with your inner child, I think is dependent on, then in result is, based on who you then decide to keep. Because mm. even in that clip she talked about too, like we also are, are subconsciously or consciously, the gaslighters would be consciously, the secures would be maybe unconsciously. Um, we are wanting people to fix us. Mm -hmm. We are wanting people to complete us. Mm -hmm. In reality, no one can fix you mm -hmm. and no one can complete you. Yeah. But you can. Mm. Control yeah. is in your control. Yeah. And I will say on, uh, on the tail end of that, there is something to be said about uh, unhealthy partnership that made me grow a lot you know yeah. so I, I i i definitely don't want to discount what a good partnership can do to a lot of your trauma uh good or bad good oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah of yeah, course good of um, course because i know when i when shannon and i first started dating 
I definitely had my my, you know, baggage baggage and cycles of stuff that yeah. I was doing in dating in the dating life that wasn't helping our um, or helping me get into a long term relationship. But yeah. being with Shan, um, it it sparked a lot of motivation to fix a lot of my bad habits in in dating. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to you, Shan. Yeah. You know, I say kind of empathize with when I listen to all this information, even the Esther Perel clip. I'm like, what's really hard about dating today is there's so much information available. And I feel like a lot of people are focusing on how to dunk before they know how to dribble. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes really complicated because yeah. you got to kind of figure out where you're at and what your problem is. And that's what's going to make it easier. So if you have a hard time meeting people, that's all you should focus on. Yep. You don't need to focus on the baggage that you're bringing in from your parents or everything else. Like you'll find space for that to Jared's point. You might yep. find yourself mm-hmm. in a partnership because you knew who to look for that mm-hmm. that person, you could work that out. So yeah. it would be great to like, have everything figured out and be mm. this self-fulfilled, self-actualized, attractive, cool version of yourself and then meet mm-hmm. the right person and like all your shits align. Great. Like that's a lot of pressure on a person to yeah, do it is. by yeah. the time they're arguably yeah. 18 years old. But totally, yeah. um, instead it's just like kind of identify what is my pain point right now? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're g- in golf, right? Like you got to think about like, hey, what is the part of my game that is the weakest that's causing an issue? And mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to focus on every single day. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. if you can identify that, that becomes your key to making dating a little easier. And then yeah. once you get to the next point that you're like, oh, here's where I keep getting stuck, then work on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Too much knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. And, and just to go back to you, Jay, what you said, like Shan was bringing out certain sides to you. That's what I was saying at the top of all this, which is we, if, if we are hurt or scarred from a past relationship, but we're open to maybe something else down the road when we've healed, mm. it takes a certain woman to create that space for us to be like, Okay, it is possible. Do you know what? You're still a risk to Jared. Mm -hmm. Yes. But the way you presented your risk is way different than another woman would. Yeah. There's this book that's called The Science of Happily Ever After. Mm. And um, I reference it a lot in my book. So I want to say, read that book. I'm like, read my book instead. It's all the information is plagiarized. (laughs) Kidding, but sort of. (laughs) I took the best parts of that. But that book changed my life for me because it simplified what the struggle was that I was going through. And it was an amazing book to have read along the times that Jared and I were connecting. Mm. Because kind of speaking to that thing of like, I was a college educated woman in her 30s, I was 30 years old, and I was having a hard time meeting the right partner for me. And that book, the main purpose of that book is say, pick your three. Mm. That people have these crazy lists of all the things that they want, Mm. and it's very difficult to juggle. The human brain can only hold three bits of information at a time. Mm. And as well too, it's difficult. When I have a list of 50 things, I can't check off all those boxes and I haven't prioritized them. So maybe you have 20 of the 50, which seems like a lot, Mm -hmm. but unbeknownst to me, the 30 things that you don't have were actually more important. Yeah. So that's why it's like this thing was like, yo, pick three things. Yeah. Don't pick 17. Don't Mm -hmm. pick eight. Pick three things that matter. I mean, everything. Yeah. Do they want kids? That's one. That's out the way. Mm -hmm. Are they this? Are they taller than you? That's two. That's out the way. (laughs) Three things that person has to have. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was somebody who was securely attached. Um, somebody who was supportive of me and somebody that I had sexual compatibility with. Like those were my three that I was like, Mm. these are the things that are really important. And so Mm. along the same times I was dating Jared, I was dating a millionaire and maybe a previous time, (laughs) (laughs) but there would have been another time where I would have been swayed towards. (laughs) (laughs) Dicks out. Swing it. Okay. Yeah, but there's a different version of me that would have been wowed by that, mm-hmm. but I knew that that wasn't part of my top three. Yeah. But so, question about your top three: At what age did you 
determine and establish your top three? 30. 30. 30. Mm-hmm. 30. I always talk about three that for click. 30. I always talk 30. about that, that click. Um, well, I, I could have read the book earlier. So, I mean, like, this information just wasn't. Yeah, but could you have retained it the same? Yeah, I or would you have? I think so. Yeah. Really? I have mm. faith in myself. Yeah. I, mean, I do too. I think that, like, <laughs> but I just, there's a lot of experiences I had with dating that I don't feel like I had to go through to learn the lesson. I could have watched a fucking movie and got the gist. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. they yeah. didn't make me better. They set me back. So, yeah, but, and I'm but comfortable saying that. Like any book, when you are really able to retain the information, it's because you're actively seeking that information. I've never read a book a second time and been like, oh, I've gotten something from I didn't get before. See, there's his thing. There's a difference. Like, so, so there's the Shan and Lawrence. They read books for fun. Yeah. So the, it's we're in a different we're in a different okay. world. Like I don't know how you were, but I didn't start reading uh, books. I didn't. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we're the same person. Twenty eighteen. Every time we read a book, is, we were either forced, yeah, or then the ones that we read that we wanted self help from, we read them with intention. So mm-hmm. our experience yeah. with reading is probably different. Than okay, than, than, than I'm yeah. like you. I read for. Fun. No, I was yeah. I was winning pizzas. Yeah, book it, <laughs> book it baby. Hey, pizza Hut was running them up for me, baby. I was yeah. every day. Yeah. Look here, look what I did this semester. Are we yeah. having a cross cultural experience? We are. I didn't know they had book it in Canada. I didn't know they had it in Arkansas. So to, uh, Damn it! Sorry, Los. You could have picked like four other southern and states. We could have been like Florida. Well, I knew it said. was an armadillo place, and it started with an A. So I just Texas went. is when I did the real book at damage. Though I was cleaning Welcome up in to Texas. Texas. So Sydney, uh, Sydney C. Uh, the book that she referenced was uh, the happily of, happily ever after. The science of happily the ever after, after by Dr. Tai Tashiro. Okay. So there were other points in that clip of Esther Perel that I, I um, didn't include, but I, just, I wanted to bring oh. up, and um, they stood out to me. I just want to hear what you guys think, and, and again, partly to my point of selfishness, society. Maybe that's a put that on a T-shirt, um, and just where we are with our expectations. So she said. We used to divorce because we're no longer happy. And now we divorce because we could potentially be happier. Mm. I don't know. I feel like everybody I know gets a divorce is because they're not happy. I know a lot of people who get divorced because they're like, I'm not happy, but I really think I could be happier somewhere else. And that's a bad thing. I think this is the same thing. I was going to say, is that not the same thing? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's like you think instead of working through your problems in this marriage that could make you happy you're like mm. the grass is greener i can be happier mm-hmm. and it'll be easier just to start fresh as opposed to continue to work on this ferris wheel that we're on mm. Mm. another thing she said was we used to marry until death do us part now we marry until love dies mm. mm-hmm. i think that's fascinating I, I just listened to the will smith um mm. so that's really that that's that's my church right that's my Esther okay Perel. get it get it um so then he had similar sentiments that i feel like had really resonated with me on that line that shifted my Shifted my approach to love. What do you say? Basically kind of that, that we're expecting somebody else. Did you watch the Oprah interview? Not yet. Okay. That, that's actually more of where the meat of that talk is, where he mm. was, because Oprah was like, but do you have sex with other people? Like she was mm. trying to get to the answer to that question that everybody wants to know. Yeah. And Will's like, I need to be clear with you. I know that there is nothing that can fulfill me outside of me. There is mm. no outside sexual partner. There is no chocolate cake. Mm. So I don't need to go to another woman to get what Jada can't give me. Because right. no woman will be able to satisfy that. So it's mm. um, fire. That's dope. Is it? I'm not sure. That's but good. Yeah. Mm. That's I think it's fire. Yeah. I think it's, it's romantic. It's poetic. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the notion of like if you can continue. And he what he said that really sat with me according to that, co- to that quote's point was mm-hmm. that 
he had to get to a place where he acknowledged that he was waiting for someone to love him in a way that he couldn't love himself. Like to fill in the gaps that he wasn't capable of filling in on his own. So it's like, if I can't do this for me, why am I expecting for an outside partner or force to do that? Mm-hmm. That's, That's that control is in your control. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, she talked about stable ambiguity as to why it's so difficult for people to commit. People right now are about just enough connection to not feel alone, but just enough connection to also not forego my freedom. Mm. I think that's a lot of what personally for men, I think we really struggle with. And it depends on where they mm. are in their life with age and maturity and, and um, again, what they've healed from. But I think for a lot of men, it's very difficult for us to fathom the idea of giving up my freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, in monogamy sense, being with one woman for us in my life, but in any sense, giving up my freedom, giving up that I don't have to check in. I don't have to be faithful to just one woman. Mm. I don't have to. There's no escape button, as we talked about mm. in, the, in the Patreon clip um, of the six couple, uh, three couples. And I think that's really important because we, when we date, we establish just enough connection to not feel alone or feel lonely. But it's not enough to where I got to give up my freedom. Yeah. And it's that roller coaster that we give women. Again, speaking from from the heterosexual male standpoint, we give just enough to women to want you to continue to date us. That broken wing syndrome. Yeah. I could be the one girl mm-hmm. that gets him to give into this, so to speak, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to put it. And we give just enough. And the avoidant in us, a lot of us men, is. But when you become okay with that enough, and things become too close, then we start to distance ourselves, especially mm-hmm. emotionally. So, because we're scared of our freedom being taken away from us or yeah. us giving it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get your shit so, off, JD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get your shit hey. off. Yeah. Get, get your, your shit off. Social right. club. Yeah, your boy's been working. <laughs> um, your boy's been so, working. So, uh, I want to, I just want to like throw out some questions. You know, I, I know that JD, you're very passionate about this area. And Shen, I mean, your life revolves, revolves around love. So, I think that this could be interesting. And I know there's a lot of people who, who follow us who can you know, that read the title yeah. and were like, I agree. Dating sucks right now. I can't find anybody. Mm. And so I think. Find yourself. Huh? Find yourself. Oh, I think said find yourself. Find yourself. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of it. Yeah, find sure. yourself. It For makes sure it easy. And I really think bind yourself is a part of it. <laughs> find <laughs> yourself as well. Tuck your ugly shit in. Mm. Um, so Tuck in it this, in. In this scenario, you know, where we. Find and bind. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry, Jared. Where we're finding uh, that dating is is difficult. Yeah. What's some of the like things that they can do tangibly right now, tomorrow? Is it something that they can change on their dating profile? Is it something that they can <laughs> they can have like a list of certain questions that they ask on a date? Is mm. it something that they do with their clothes? Like, what can they do right now tangibly that they can go right now and be like, I am working towards fixing my dating life. Mm-hmm. I think something that Shan told me that I'm going to do, even though I'm not necessarily in the mode where I'm looking for a life partner, but it's something that I do eventually want. So I think one thing that I am going to do is identify important traits. Like maybe not three. I might do five. I might, I might explain. Uh, you know what? I, in truth, just, it's, it's, I gave myself five because I'm like, I'm special. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you're not. You, you're I'm not. not but you really yeah, no. should have three. But you are. No, but well, I think, I, think I might special, do. Shan. You're, you're special, special to us. Special. You're special Jared to all of us. Today. <laughs> no, 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 it's, 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 you're special oh, to us every day, Shan. Oh, I said to JD. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, I yeah. thought you said today. Special I'm special. Well, <laughs> thank you, JD. Uh, what, you're special. He's to my new enjoy too. the podcast husband. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. I didn't well, even get to Jared didn't want to sit beside me, so. I said she was special to us every day. You didn't want to sit beside me either. I wasn't giving the options. You should have shaken it up to be beside your woman. You know, you know, you know what? You should be mad at JD because he should have switched with you. But I still wouldn't be able to. Okay. I mean, I wanted you here, Jay. Just, I'm just saying, you can't leave yeah. JD out of this. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> can, I just, can I just show up and sit right? Don't try to sabotage our connection, you know Jared. What I'm We're fine. Saying, it is what it is. But yeah, I think I think that's a, a, a cool thing to do. Is uh, and it's I think it also will frame or put my mind in a different way of thinking about things. Um, mm-hmm. instead of just kind of um. What's this? I guess my strategy more so has been like just like wait and see or figure it out kind of like no I don't, I'm not going into it with what I want being conscious right mm-hmm. like I go into these situations more so like oh I might find out that what she offers is something that I like instead of yeah. identifying what I like and seeing if she offers it, it. so yeah. that's something that I think I'm going to do right there yeah I was going to say I mean that's a great point um that you brought up Shan is to really not overwhelm yourself with the 50 things that you think you need to do in order to have a successful relationship or mm-hmm. at least just a better chance and as to what you're used to um i would say definitely start with that but to los's point and i did a whole episode with rome about this on who can relate which is dating with intention mm. i think it's important to set intentions on what you want mm. first of all start with this ask yourself what you want instead of looking for it in another person instead of putting that power and that validation and that um will dictate how you move into another person so i think ask yourself what you want um and be intentional with with that and also mm-hmm. just be be clear on your boundaries mm-hmm. i think we really lack that especially if you're in a if you are dating desperately like i'm either getting older as a woman if you want kids mm-hmm. and i'll just take someone who's just half of what i used to have on my list like that's that's there's nothing you should do in desperation especially decide to have children with someone and or spend the rest of your life with someone mm-hmm. so be intentional set your boundaries and ask yourself what you really want and if, it, if you're not comfortable with that answer of what you want, that's where you should really start. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say this, and I actually gave this advice in my book. I think date uglier people to start. <laughs> if you're not, people you perceive on any level as not your equals. Yo. <laughs> Whatever Max. it is, if you're not having fun right now and you don't like dating, it's probably because you don't like the version of yourself that's coming out in reflection of it. Yeah. And maybe because you're around mm. people that you think are so special, so you're getting nervous. And then right. when they don't give back to you, it impacts your self-esteem. Like yeah. you have so much <laughs> stakes and there's too much tied to it. So Facts. be around people that you can be relaxed mm-hmm. and try some shit out. Yeah. You know what's crazy about you saying yeah, now? Point. What I'm about to say, uh, warner, warning, 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 warning. <laughs> do not come at me. Do not come at me. Do not come at me. Oh, they're coming gonna, at you. This is going to be an ugly truth. I'm letting you, you know right know now. something, Jared loves when you come at him yeah. so I do. you love it he <laughs> loves it okay hey, come right, at right. me bro come at me <laughs> <laughs> i think what's really difficult about what you just said um for women is that <laughs> what <laughs> you want to see I it going wrong what i'm about to say is really 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 about to sting so uh, good looking men mm-hmm. will Date and have sex with oh. lower than yeah. average looking women. Why? And so, huh? Why? Because access. it's convenience and access, and it messes up like the psyche of somebody because now they're like, well, I've. 
I could get. I've I've, I've had sex with, with model JD. No offense, bro. I gotta put you out there. You're a good looking well, guy. Well, why you gotta put the model before just, the JD? Because you're JD. Because you're a model, bro. Because that's what they're gonna do. That's what they're gonna do. That's not who I am. That's what they're gonna do. That's what I do. He's more than a model. No, 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 not actually JD, but somebody that's really good looking, like JD. No homo. But that's really, really, really good looking. They're really good. That red laser is There's a couple red lasers on you right now. Los, yeah. Keep your distance, Los. I've called you good looking so many times. But just learning with me, bro. I know, I was making a joke. Okay. But anyways, move forward. Someone that really looks good, like JD, and then to their. Their uh, idea, they're like, J.D. really liked me. He actually really wanted me. Yes. Mm-hmm. In reality, he was just going for convenience. It was just so fucked up and yeah. it's wrong to do. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think like that's probably screwing up the dating community a lot. It doesn't help. Yeah. That's for damn sure. I think sure. Instagram is, well, this is somewhat of a tangent, but to your point, like Instagram has boosted people, people's egos uh, to a point where it's not realistic because they yeah, get right. so many false comments and positive. Yeah. It takes me 13 seconds to put a hard eye, not even, it takes me two seconds to put a hard eye emoji mm-hmm. under your pic. That means absolutely nothing. It's no effort. And people buy into it <laughs> so heavy that, yeah. people, oh, they all think I'm beautiful. They all think Great. Mm-hmm. No, they're just on social media. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that was a tangent. I'm sorry. No, that's that's, that's a great point. So, uh, what I want to ask, and I want to dive into, what do people want out of dating? Like, what is it that mm. they want? Like, I I think about it. Like, what makes it difficult? And is it because they're lacking in some area? So, what is it ideally in their head? Is it what Esther Perel was saying? Like, they want that person to be their best friend, their companion, their well, I, I think dating with the intention of settling down, I, I, I'm sure that has a, that's, that's a lot <laughs> of people. That's Yeah, that, that's for sure a lot of people. But then to Los's point, if you're just dating to have fun, you know, you, you're not really looking for the resume that I would, if I was single yeah. to be looking for, mm-hmm. let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, I think it just comes down to asking yourself, what do you want? And then being yeah. honest with well, that. What do we think? That's, that's where I'm going. Oh, oh, what do, okay, what do we think that they people want out of dating? Like, ideally, mm-hmm. idealistically, I, what is a, somebody that's like, I'm going into the dating market. This is what I want to come out on the other end with I, I wanted to come out liking myself more yeah that's mm. the main reason I did that's a lot of responsibility I know but I think that's also why I made intentions around who I dated so that I was around people that I'm like I feel funny I feel cool mm. I feel interesting I feel inspired mm-hmm. I feel like I learned something I came out of each date being like oh like I like my experience being me a bit more inflection of that person yeah. I think it's a kind of a flip I took on because prior to that it would be all external like I want somebody who's X, X, Y, and Z. Instead, yeah. I switch it to, I want to be around somebody who I feel X, X, Y, and Z around. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll give two scenarios. The first scenario is, I think people are out here right now dating to find someone to compliment what they've really worked hard to build. Mm. And the other thing is, oh, that's, a great, that's a great one. Like on the flip side is, I think people are out here subconsciously looking for someone to distract them for what they need to work on. Mm. It's the broken wing thing. Mm. Mm. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Martha in the comments just said that dating was a lot easier when I was problematic. I can see that. Because mm. when you become aware of yourself and you become aware of like, for instance, it would be if my goal was to have sex with as many women as I could mm. as a problematic individual, it was, it's way more easy, right? Like if mm-hmm. I'm of a toxic mindset, no problem. I can run through them and I'll do whatever I need to do mm-hmm. to do it. Lie, cheat, steal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But once you become aware of like the damage that that does and you're trying to be a better person, and you you want to be honest with people and that type of thing, it makes you have to play within rules now. Yeah. Right. Like now yeah. there's rules to the game that you weren't respecting before. So it mm-hmm. makes it a lot more difficult when you're trying to respect other people and respect yourself as to oppose when, you know, you're just like, I'm out here. Yeah. I'm doing my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. It's, it's a good point. And also, too, like, toxic sex is fun. 
Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And toxic people attract toxic people. You know what yeah. I mean? So or it's healthy people and they fuck. But healthy sex is fun up. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we not don't like give that the, enough credit. Sex yeah, is a lot of fun. Healthy sex yeah. is good fun. Healthy sex is the best. I actually sex. don't think I had a great time with toxic sex at all. Yeah. No, did no. not enjoy. It. I, I'm I not did. a like mad sex. Not after know? the fact. Not the not the not the looking back at the the city you burned down, but more like flame flame torching these motherfuckers. Or like I'm leaving in the moment. No, in the moment when you're lighting the match, it's a good time. But once once everything's burnt down, you're like, okay, maybe this wasn't a good. Idea. Um, well, what did you think about the JD? I mean, sorry, the um, Drake and uh, Kanye concert. <laughs> did you go? <laughs> I didn't go. Uh, um, I streamed it. Um, I heard the stream was better than the concert. Oh, word! Yeah, I had some people that yeah, were there. Yeah, the stream was. I was yeah. in. Some people it. I knew yeah. that were there said it was mid. Because yeah. it was nippy. It was, no, they said it was mid. Is it because it was nippy outside? Oh no, they just said it wasn't uh, that great. What? Yeah. How could it be different? Yeah, it was lit. Because i think from what i was being told it, it seemed like it was made for to be broadcast mm. like mm. the production and like the show oh, itself, yeah. the show that. itself was designed more f- sh- more so for the live broadcast than yeah. it was for the people that in makes attendance. sense that's you a great a billion point people yeah. watching so it because of that a billion people watched it i don't know the numbers. Oh. i mean i'm sure it was something crazy <laughs> the live tweeting on it was yeah. nuts yeah yeah. Watching it was it it was dope. I, I the will director say, of photography was fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I was disappointed in Drake's oh everybody was catalog choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean was. Kanye was just like hit after meme? hit. Huh? Do you no. see the meme where it's like Kanye with the wink face and he was like it like quoted him and he was like Drake, let's do all our new stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, Kanye is a, a Drake fan. Yeah, I mean, I, but I'm like, it's like Drake. I, mean, I don't even know if I would put Drake before Kanye for me, the Chicago in me. But either way, oh, wait, 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 no, we gotta get a little out of here. Let's, oh my let's bad, my bad. Yeah, I got thirty minutes. Okay, so yeah, I think it was. Um, I was just like, I was hyped for Ye, and I was like, okay, cool, Drake's gonna come with it, and he was just doing. I'm like, what, What's bro? Happening you, right the now? whole catalog. You know, he, you know what he? You know what? He, you know what Ye just did? He pulled such a move on. Him, he man. did. He pulled. He he basically did the verses right then. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, you, but it's not Drake fair. did it's not real verses. It, Drake didn't get to come back with him with all his other hits. Yeah. But he could have chose his hits. From but the yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he, he chose he, wrong. He, he chose his consequences. Choose wrong, you choose long. But I also think too, what I was surprising was Drake was performing a couple of the Kanye dish tracks. Like he posted, this isn't a closable gap and i was like oh kanye you did you hear that you know yeah. like like please. It, it cut to kanye earmuffs, smiling earmuffs yeah <laughs> did you so see that it, part? it was weird yeah when he said that, it cut to kanye and he was just like <laughs> it was weird they knew well he knew he was gonna perform yeah that. they didn't it's yeah. not like that was a surprise to kanye. yeah but it was they, like weird he chose that song of they probably all the, did it on purpose all the songs you could choose maybe they, yeah. maybe they maybe were leaning that's into why it. he had to choose all recent music because he was like i can't choose only the recent music that has disses in it I have to go all recent to make it seem as if this was just the vibe. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Or maybe he's yeah. just foolish and he chose wrong. I don't know. But but the the actual stage of it yeah, all. Yeah, that see-through dress song, does anyone like that? Uh, yeah, Girls on Girls, yeah. What song? I don't know. Yeah. Say you're a lesbian girl, me too. Oh. Yeah. I used girls to say that in like seventh grade, so. Yeah. It's a, it's a good song. But either way, like, yeah. like I, he, he had hits. And he just didn't play them for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, oh well. I, I'm just glad to see them come together. On, on like a on a serious note, I was like, you know, did that song, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Kanye made him. Yeah, because that was like one of the <laughs> two what Kanye song was could he in. Have done that would have just tore the place up, like lit it up. Oh, 
Man. I don't know. Starting Probably running bottom. through the six. Oh, running through the six. Running through the six. Yeah, it's a good content. Know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Yeah. Or back he to back. He should have went to the best yeah. I ever had. He should have did some classics. The best I ever had would have been pretty yeah. crazy to hear. Hotline fire. Bling. That's my favorite Drake song. Hotline Bling would have been. That's my favorite Drake song. I'm sorry. That's a lot. Shout out to Paul. Yeah. I like that song. That's a good record, Drake. Good job with Hotline Bling, man. Good job, man. That's a good record. So, um... First and foremost, thank you, Shan, for coming on. We uh, we appreciate you. Make sure everyone follows Shan if you're not already. Which check out Lovers and Friends under your podcast. Check out Lovers and Friends. Uh, I am learning a ton on Lovers and Friends. Just want you to know, I'm I'm an avid listener. Um, Thanks for wearing your jacket with me as well. And um, shout out to the Long Sleeve Brothers. Appreciate you. (laughs) Long sleeve, long hair, baby. <laughs> no, but uh, also to b- before I close out, um, th- this topic as obviously I'm passionate about. Shan is well well versed in. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you, Jay, and you, Los, for just rocking with it for being yeah. o- open to it. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people wanted to hear it's an interesting topic. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. wanted to hear how we feel about it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think if, if there's ever a part two, I think and you're gonna give them something special on the Patreon, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah I got, I got do a yeah. one on one with them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Oh wow. Wait. Oh wow. Got the book I, got, I got pages. Yeah. You know what I'm get a whole I got pages. See what um, you get yeah. on Patreon. You, know you, don't, you don't get this shit on normal. Yeah. You gotta look. Yeah. You, you know. gotta get so over there. If your beak wasn't wet on this episode, hey. you get your <laughs> whole get body your, wet. Yeah. Hey. Get, at, at the bathhouse. You gonna get your wet. About to get wet. Wet. So man country. Yeah. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, five star review on Apple. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Call to action. Uh, Lauren, it's review. not your fault. We, I just I'm not leave a going review off on right the now. on if you're listening, leave the review. Yeah. Um, reviews matter. Reviews matter. matter. Five they star. Really matter. Like yeah. and comment. Subscribe. And the Patreon is is popping. By the way, check mm-hmm. out the Patreon. If you're yeah. not look if, for the polls, you don't have to be a you don't have to be a paid member of Patreon to vote. Yes. So make sure you're voting on the polls and tell your yeah. grandma about it. Did, did they get a poll? Uh, did they get a poll? No, no, but just every, we gotta week, edit it every week yeah. there will be a poll. We gotta Today edit. there will be a poll? There will be oh, a there will poll. There will be a poll this episode, yeah. but it just hadn't happened yet. Can I be in the poll this week? No, well, no. next it will be next week. You yeah. would be, because you, you're not in the contest. Okay. Actually, yeah, no. <laughs> you, yeah. You, can't, you can't participate in the contest. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I mean, we yeah. could. We could, and then whichever one of us got second place would get the point. Yeah. Oh, so I might, just, not, I might not win this But one. then JD she's just taking this. No, no, what? Did his no. thing on this. You got this. Um, uh, well, we'll just give JD another point now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and give him the point. You, you can be part of the poll, Shash. <laughs> just give him the money. Like. You <laughs> <be part> <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just, it's fine. Just JD, go ahead and figure yeah. out what you're going to do with it. It's, uh, it's okay. The Patreon is incredible. It is... I've seen a lot of Patreons. Your guys is by far the best and the most incredible oh, value. Wow. And it's been Thank so you. cool because we're doing this on live and I've never experienced it before. And to mm-hmm. watch the chat move the entire yeah. time that we're talking to know that there's these relationships that are being made within your community. Yeah. I think that's that's what I love. Yeah. For sure. It's we a community cool within the community. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love most yeah. about it. It's like like-minded individuals coming together, totally. having a conversation. And that's totally. why I fuck with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that being said, give us a five-star review right away. Write a review on Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely hit hit that like button, subscribe, and um, you know tell your grandma about us because yep. you know grandma needs to come over yeah. too. Your grandma might be dating, so she might want to watch this. She she might Silver be. Seekers is a very huge emerging category. Silver Seekers? Yep. That's a real thing, mm-hmm. huh? Wow. Hmm. Hmm. We might have well, to join some dating websites. We, might, we, we, need, to make we, a we need a grandma yeah. on the Enjoy. Can we get a grandma? 
Somebody tell your grandma to talk to us. <laughs> Somebody tell your grandma to call us next time. Yeah. Next, next time we do yeah. call us, have your grandma call us. Yeah. Alright, All right. cool. Don't I give you that rush? Keep that loving raw. Don't need no candlelight. Cause you feel like the morning sun. There ain't no end in sight. Put that shit on my life. This ain't no fantasy. We living on the edge tonight. I told her lay down. We can make a movie now. This ain't audition. You tripping over your lines now. I flip the script. I'll be flipping you on your side now. I got a rollie. Your role is to take the time now. I got you dripping in a Tesla. You fucking up all the letters. Just checked, I got a checker We fucking it up together Don't lie Don't I, don't I, don't I Don't I I can't help but flex it all I can't wait to break it all